Welcome to God is Open. I'm your host, Christopher Fisher. Today on God is Open, we're going to talk about the age-old question, can normal people read and understand the Bible? Believe it or not, Calvinists say no. When you're talking to Calvinists, you're talking about different passages. You're talking to them about reading comprehension, possible and probable meanings, the use of idiomatic language, hyperboles, generalizations, metaphors, how language works and functions. Usually it'll devolve pretty quickly into them saying, that uh, though their version, their reading of the text is true. And how do they know? Because uh, you just don't understand because you don't have spiritual enlightening like I do. The Calvinists are the spiritually enlightened elect, and only them can read the Bible. Only them know what the Bible is really about. And they'll even point to a proof text about it. And this is the funny thing. So how do they know that their reading of this proof text that And the proof text apparently claims that only spiritual people can understand the Bible. And they say, oh, I am that spiritual person. And look at my proof text. Well, you're assuming you're the spiritual person that understands that. What if some other guy says he's the spiritual person and that doesn't say that you're the spiritual person? And uh, so you have to be the spiritual person to understand the text to prove that only spiritual people can understand the text. It's a big headache. It's a big nightmare, circular reasoning. Uh, Calvinists don't like the logic. They don't like to reason. They have a lot of fallacious arguments. And uh, very cult-like mentality. Very cult-like. Very irrational people overall. But today we're going to look at the context of uh, some of their proof texts. This is one of their proof texts. And uh, I got pulled up this Reformed Sage meme. If you ever want to find a ridiculous Calvinist who puts in words all the ridiculous things they believe, uh, go to the Reformed Sage Facebook page. It has a bunch of Calvinist memes. You know, Calvinists can't meme. They're like the left. They can't meme. And they all, always get torn apart every time they post it anywhere. But this Reformed Sage guy, he takes the most ridiculous ideas in Calvinism, and he puts them in meme format, and the Calvinists share it. So it's like, is this guy a troll? Is this guy... Is this guy serious? And the funny thing is, I think he is serious. He actually is a true believer Calvinist who believes all these ridiculous things. So he's a great resource if you want to find the absurd versions of Calvinism out there. But this meme is this lady, and she's looking all like at with the Bible, and she's uh, and it says here on top, Arminians say that anyone can understand the Bible. False. And why is this false? Because 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So uh, first thing we should notice is, does that say anything about the Bible? Is that saying that no, no one could read the Bible, no one could read the Torah, no one could understand the historical setting of King David, no one could understand the theology, even that Paul's writing. Paul is writing a letter to people with theology in it, is Paul saying that the only people who can understand his letter are the spiritually inclined? Does Paul, in context, in this very context, does he believe that his listener, his reader, is spiritually inclined to understand his, his ministry? Uh, we're going to get to the context very shortly, but that's the funny thing. That uh, the only way to claim that this is a statement that says, oh, you have to have, have the spiritual enlightening to understand the Bible, is you rip it from context and you just pretend that's what it's saying where it says nothing about the Bible, it says nothing about uh, understanding things Paul's writing, and the context is, is all missing. Just like every other Calvinist proof text out there, they don't like talking about context. So today we're going to talk about context. So our context is Corinth, and Corinth in the ancient world was a very wealthy city because people had to use them to transport their goods over land to avoid dangerous sea routes. 
And so they became pretty wealthy pretty quickly. And if you get a bunch of wealthy people and you give them a church, and they're gonna they're gonna all step up and say, "Oh, they're the number one person. They're they're the person everyone should listen to. They're they're so smart. They they have they have they're the special one, right?" And so the letters to Corinth often had to quell disputes, quell this disunity, bring them together, saying, "We're one body, and one spiritual gift is is not greater than another. We all have our place, and we're not of different people." Oh, here says, "I'm a Paul. I'm a Paulus. I'm of Cephas. I'm of Christ." We don't do that. We need to focus on unity, working together, becoming one, getting all this confusion out of the church, all these, these people standing up and trying to make a spectacle of themselves to, to take prominence in the community. He says none of that. And he tries to impress on them his own theology, which he thinks should be dominant in this church. At the end of the first chapter, he starts talking about uh, the, the, the special spiritualness of his message that he's preaching. He writes this, For the message of the cross is foolishness with those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved is the power of God. So why are people rejecting this message? Because it's foolishness. And he goes on and he reiterates this word, this language, this concept over and over again, that, that his message is being rejected by the mainstream world because they think it's stupid. They think it's dumb. For the Jews request a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. It was a stumbling block to the Jews because they were looking for a warrior Messiah to lead them into a golden age. To the Greeks it was foolishness because a dead and dying and arisen Savior, Messiah, a deity, that was just nonsense to them. They they were Neoplatonic in thought. Neoplatonism had the prominence in their society where the deity couldn't die. Our bodies being raised was a silly idea. We, we had to long for the spiritual, you know, the spiritual. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. And so what's this saying? That uh, those who are called in the Calvinist idea, these are the people who are elected from time eternal. It, it, there's nothing inherently in any of that statement that says anything like that. Who are the called? The people who believe. The people who don't think that uh, this message is foolishness. They're not rejecting it because they think it's a dumb message. He says this, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. He's saying all these people, these these mighty, these, these people who you might be listening to, because in context, uh, remember, the people he's talking to are weak in faith, and they don't understand the things Paul's teaching. And these are the people that who are righteous, who are in Jesus, who are Christians, and uh, Calvinists think are imbued with this spiritual enlightening, because in their mind, that this, this enlightening comes upon all Christians, and that enables them to spiritually understand things. But even the spiritual enlightening people, uh, even they reject or don't understand Paul's message. So in the next chapter, he has to say, I just speak to you like uh, babes in Christ because you guys just don't understand. You're not getting it. You're not tracking. You need to focus. Focus up here. And that's the idea that Paul keeps teaching over and over, that he's teaching new things. He's teaching mysteries, things that have never been before revealed. And the spiritual inclined people, the people who, who are open and honest and want to believe it, those are the people who are accepting it. It's not the spiritual Gnostic enlightening. It's the people who don't think his message is foolishness. 
He says, but of him you are in Christ, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So Paul's message is Jesus. Is Jesus the message of the Old Testament? Some people will say, yeah. But Paul calls this a mystery. He teaches the mystery. He teaches things not before revealed. And so he's not teaching the Old Testament truths here. The things that are not being understood are not things in the Bible. Literally things written in the Bible. He's not saying you can't understand the Bible. He's saying this new thing, this mystery, these are the things that are being rejected. Because, as he writes in the later chapter, if they were known, then Christ wouldn't have been crucified. If people understood the full purpose and nature of Jesus, they would have never crucified him. In chapter 2, he starts uh, degrading himself. He says, I don't have uh, keen speech. I, I can't speak very well. I'm not a philosopher. And he wasn't a philosopher. And a lot of people misunderstand Paul's writings. They think that every single word is meticulously chosen, has a meticulous uh, spiritual meaning, and he's writing some sort of systematic theology. He's writing theology. He's writing complicated theology, yes, but he's very much a man of passions who uses his passions to inform his writing. He says, even if uh, someone else comes to you and preaches a different gospel, even if it's me, even if I come to you preaching another gospel, reject me. Notice the passion, the hyperbole, the emotions that he pours out in uh, how he tries to communicate points. He's very hyperbolic in his thought and action and writing. And it's a huge mistake to, to uh, misinterpret hyperbole and emotion and zeal as uh, meticulous mechanical metaphysics. That's just not, it's not his writing style. He says this, However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. He's saying this is a mystery. People didn't understand it. The, the world leaders didn't understand it. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. They didn't know it. They, did, they didn't understand it. It's not uh, in, in their comprehension. If they knew Jesus' full role, they would have uh, changed their actions. They would have modified their actions. He says this, But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. So he's saying, uh, we got this special dispensation from God, and Paul did. He got appeared to on the road to Damascus, was given a special ministry, especially to the Gentiles, which no one else had before him. He revealed the mystery of the Gentiles, the mystery of the body of the Christ to the Gentiles, brand new and never before mentioned in the Bible, and these are the spiritual things that he's explaining. So is this text about not being able to understand the entire Bible unless you have a spiritual enlightening? Not the context, not what he's talking about. He's talking about Christ and Christ crucified, which in the Old Testament, this is not what the Jews were looking forward to because there's nothing really in the Old Testament that talks about this. You know, people could go back and look Oh, Isaiah 53 is about a suffering servant. Well, the suffering servant there is Israel in context. And it's a little bit of stretch to parallel that to Jesus, although that's probably the best Jesus reference you're going to get in the Old Testament. It's not there. It's not there. These are hidden things. These are mysteries. This is something new that people just can't read and understand. So God has revealed them to us. How? Through his spirit. Yeah, Paul was given a special dispensation. And now Paul has to teach other people. This is, this is the revealing process. It's not this spiritual enlightening. Oh, the Calvinists are just spiritually enlightened. They got a little flicker of divine flame within them, which allows them to understand the words and the text better than anyone else. You know, he's saying, this, is, this is the process. Him writing it down and sending them a letter, that's the process of uh, teaching the things of the spirit. 
Yeah, that's that's what people ah they people just they don't they don't envision the Bible being written. They don't envision the method and means of communication. They don't they don't try to contextualize what's going on here. He's literally writing a letter to teach people spiritual truths, the spiritual truths that he's taught them before verbally. And so this is how this this stuff works. So we have Paul's letters. We can read Paul's letters and understand the spiritual things, right? These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, you know, like the philosophers and uh, those, those Neoplatonists who reject a risen divinity, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with the spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Oh, if, if, only, if only Paul told us why the natural man rejects the things of God. Huh, if, if only he told us what, oh, because they're foolishness to him. He thinks they're dumb. Uh, the philosophers, of the, even in today's world, atheists, they say, oh, that's stupid. Uh, they, they hear the gospel. They hear about Jesus, God's son, uh, dying, being rose, raised from the dead, and uh, ascending to heaven. They say, oh, that's stupid. That, that's, a, that's a dumb thing to believe. Oh, he, God tortured his own son for our sins? That, that's dumb. He says they don't receive them. Why? Because they think they're foolish. Did he, does he say, oh, because they don't have our spiritual enlightening? Let's read the rest of this verse. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. So the things that he's teaching about Jesus are spiritually discerned, and that's why these rulers cannot know that. Does that mean that they're metaphysically unable? They, they, they have no capability of knowing this because those things are spiritually discerned. And so it's like a metaphysical bunk and it just flies off into space and uh, there's just reflects off the person they can't accept it. Or as he said, he doesn't understand them because they're spiritually discerned. Uh, the word no could be no, it could be understand. The first use of this word no is, is for sex. It's about Joseph and Mary and Joseph didn't have sex with Mary until Jesus was born. And so it's, there's a range of meaning. He's saying that the natural man doesn't understand these things because they're not spiritually discerned. They're, they, they don't, they're not inclined to accept these things. They, they think they're foolishness, right? And he says that uh, his, his listener here, who he's writing to, is spiritually discerned. Back, back to verse 12, he says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. So, so in the Calvinist mindset, you get a special imbuing. And Paul here is saying that, we, him and his audience that he's writing to, have that spiritual imbuing. But does his audience that he's writing to understand? Let's, let's flash forward to chapter 3 real quick. And it's a, it's a real tragedy that chapter 3 starts where it does because it cuts off his thought mid-sentence, mid-thought, and it doesn't continue on with the rest of his point here. He says, And brethren, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. So these are the spiritually aligned people. He can't talk to them because they don't understand. They don't accept it. They're, they're not tracking and intellectually. It's not about a spiritual imbuing. It's about being taught, accepting, being able to receive and understanding a message. That's what's going on here. It's not about the spiritual imbuing that the Calvinists want to say. It's not even about the Bible. It's not, oh, you have to have the spiritual Gnostic enlightening of Calvinism to understand the entire Bible. It's not what's going on here. In context, in context, Paul is talking about his own ministry, about the mystery, which he's writing down and explaining in words for them to read and to understand. He's saying that the people who don't accept it 
aren't spiritually inclined. So if you want to be spiritually inclined, read and understand and accept what he's saying here. He's not saying, he's not talking metaphysics. He's not giving them a Calvinist sermon that has no practical value here. He's not talking about reading the Old Testament, reading uh, historical narratives of David and not being able to understand the spiritual things. It's not what's going on in context, not what's going on in context. One last point real quick on uh, 1 Corinthians 2.14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. In Mark, let's flip to Mark real quick. Remember that the people were fishing because they were fishermen. What, did the being a fisherman force people metaphysically against their will to fish? No, they're fishing because they are fishermen, right? So the natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit because they, the things, are spiritually discerned. Is it uh, the metaphysical thing forcing it or... Are they just rejecting it because they think it's foolish and those things are spiritually discerned things which look like foolishness, so that's why they're rejecting it. You know, that's what the language supports. That's what the context supports. So reading the metaphysics into this is a mistake. But I'll leave you with this. Romans 1.20, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, God's invisible attributes, are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they, the Gentiles, everyone in the world, are without excuse. And so what Paul is saying here, he's literally saying that everyone understands and knows who God is through creation. They have direct access to this knowledge so that they're without excuse. So if someone says that Paul teaches that everyone is, is needs a spiritual enlightening to understand spiritual truths and everyone else is dead in the water, then they have an excuse. That's not what he's talking about at all in that context. This is the verse where he's talking about people understanding who God is. He says everyone has access to that information. Everyone understands. Everyone could see through creation who God is. But in reference to the mystery, in reference to this uh, new information that he's teaching, that's not before been revealed. This stuff, that, that's, that's the secret of stuff. That's the stuff that people don't understand, that people need to be spiritually focused to really get the, the small details of. All right, if you have any questions or comments on this podcast, uh, start a thread on God is Open Facebook page. Leave a message on the YouTube video. Thank you for listening.